Hi, um, I've been trying to ponder a, an excuse or a reason as to why we haven't had a, an episode of this in a couple of weeks, and I just thought of one then. Welcome to the season two premiere of Movie Butts. I'm Arnie Joe. I'm Dane. Yeah, I got you to say your name. Yay. So what do you think of season two? Uh, an extravagant reason for us being lazy fucking cunts. It's a new, it's a new era. It's a new world. Welcome new to year world. zero, cunts. A lot of plot twists and uh, ups and downs to come. Who knows who will be alive and who will be dead mm -hmm. uh, at the end of season two. Um, this is a podcast where we basically, we do a bunch of math. You know, we aggregate the Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic, the box office, the budget, everything that... Um, I tend to find important for a specific subject, put it all in my little spreadsheet, and uh, I determine the best and worst of that topic, and we watch them, and now we fucking talk shit about them. What did we watch this week, Dane? Uh, well, we, we focused on the films of uh, one Mr. James Cameron, Sir James Cameron. Is he and... actually Sir James Cameron? Is that a fucking thing? No, he's American. Uh, no, but like, um... do you have to, can't you be American and knighted? No. Or do you, you can't? You have no. to be English to be united? I feel like yeah. you're wrong. No, you have to be part of the Commonwealth. Australians can't even be united because we're not that into the Commonwealth. So you can only be knighted if you're, you're part a of the Commonwealth. Yeah, no, if you're part of the uh, the Commonwealth. What like part the of the Commonwealth? Then why the fuck can't I get knighted? No, nah, because we're sort of like sub of it. Oh, we're the Australasian part of the Commonwealth. Okay. Yeah. Do, do you think it affects Canadians? Are they allowed to get knighted or... I think so. What the fuck? Why can ca Canadians get fucking knighted and not us? That's because we sort of we sort of half seceded. Okay. Well, I think I think we're half. Oh, that makes no fucking sense. We should be a fucking republic. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, uh, so yeah, so we focus we focused on James Cameron uh, because I wanted to watch Terminator, but that backfired on me, which means that we ended up watching uh, Piranha Two. His, his directorial debut, and uh, even though he doesn't consider it to be, sorry it is, and um, Avatar, the well, biggest movie ever or before the, the superhero thing. Uh, it was actually marketed as James Cameron's Avatar. So, Sir James wow. Cameron's Avatar is the, <laughs> is the actual title of the film. Um, so, if this was to go purely on uh, critical statistics, so not having to do with the uh, inflation in relation to the budget and box office, you would have been right in your pick of um, Terminator 2. It, yeah. This Avatar does have quite a like an outstanding critical response, but there still is a. It's not as universal as Terminator Two. Well, which... I remember that. I all I remember is that Terminator One had a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep, and that's why I picked it because I was trying to game the system so mm. I could just watch Terminator. Yeah, well, its Metacritic score actually brought that one down. Um, but overall, yeah, user ratings and stuff, Terminator 2 is actually the one that I wanted and we should have went for, but mm. fucking bullshit anomalies. This film is, uh, Avatar is known as an anomaly, like in terms of its budget and like its box office success, there are people that, that said they could not have predicted how fucking overblown this motherfucking film was and yeah. how much money it made, like actual professionals, people that look at this stuff. Uh, mm. thought that there was uh, a glitch with the numbers. They thought that something was actually yeah. wrong with yeah. the first weekend take. Also, well, they're always right and until they're wrong, which is half the time. It's, it's also your fucking fault that we had to watch Piranhas 2 because I asked very politely if, if we could not count this film because... Mm -hmm. It's, te it's technically directed by someone else as well. Uncredited director is a guy known of Adilo G. Asonetisis or whatever. Yeah, and, and James Cameron also said that he doesn't consider it his directorial debut. So why do you consider it his directorial debut, Dane? Because, because on his filmography, it says Piranhas 2. And also the end credits, it says directed by James Cameron. Well, and I'm sorry, just because it makes you... Sorry, James Cameron, just because you don't like it attached to your fucking legacy. So this is the directorial debut. And also, I didn't want to watch The Abyss. 
The Abyss isn't the lowest. Uh, the lowest is actually True Lies, if you were to oh. not count this one, which I was excited to watch. I was so happy to yeah. potentially watch T2 and True Lies. But no, we got screwed over by the fucking anomaly that Sir, Sir James Cameron's Avatar and your need to watch Piranhas 2. Just you know what, honestly, it was probably because I could tell in the tone of your voice that you were so desperate for this to for this to not be the case that I just... You left it to me, so I was like, no, fuck you. We're, we're I think we it. sometimes punish each other, and I think uh, you win this round, friend. You yeah, people may not know this, but we're actually enemies. Yeah, we hate each other. He's uh, <laughs> Dane is my nemesis, yeah. and I'm just waiting for him to quit. And... Um, yeah, I don't know. Every day, it, every day, it's it's almost closer to me quitting. So someone who you actually like and someone who actually likes movies. What's the uh, what's the uh, what's the saying? Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Is that mm -hmm. the is that the saying? Well, I think um, so. yeah, Something well, like that. Anyway, um, so yeah, we watched Avatar and uh, Piranhas two this morning. We generally start with the critically more critically successful ones. So. Uh, do your best to give a plot description for Sir, J Sir James Cameron's Avatar. Um, so Avatar is about, it's set at some point in the future. I don't know if they say it in the film, but I was like, okay, some point far in the I future. I think it's 2125. For some reason that year is in my brain. I don't know if that's okay. accurate. Yeah, it was set in 2125. And, um, humans are now in sp spaceships and they have occupied a planet that is uh home to these creatures called the navi and they're basically uh james cameron's uh version of uh africans mixed with native americans and they're all about uh nature and being gay with trees and stuff and the americans there who let's just face it they're all americans um, are like, hey, they have uh, this valuable resource called unobtainium <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they want to get it. And the Navi are like, no, that's our sacred shit. And we don't care if you give us money. Like, that's stupid. We don't need any of your stuff. And um, yeah, and then so they have this program called the Avatar program where they genetically engineer their own Navi's and they have technology that allows people to uh, transfer their consciousness into these Navi like avatars. And uh, I don't really know what their plan is. I think they're supposed to go in there and be like, um, hey, uh, we look just like you. And um, which actually it's not clear and I'll, I'll get into that later. But basically they go into these Navi bodies and they're supposed to be like, hey, what's up? We're, we're cool with you guys and be all diplomatic and like, can we just have some of this precious rock that is gonna, is worth money. Um, and the, the main dude is, um, the, <laughs> it's actually kind of complicated. It sounds simple on the surface, but it's needlessly complicated. Um, the main dude is the twin brother of a guy who died and they were making a, an avatar based on his genetics. And because you can't, you can't enter a, 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 an avatar unless it's fully your genetics. And because he's his twin brother, he has the same genes. So they have to use him, but he's a cripple and a dumbass, And so it's like, oh, we can't use him. But anyway, then he ends up going and befriending the Navi and it's basically Pocahontas or, um, dances fucking, with yeah, what's that other one with Daniel Day-Lewis, The Last of the Mohicans? Or, I, you know, The Last, the last of the Mohicans. Yeah, I think you're talking about, like, Dances with Wolves with Kevin Costner, right? Dances with Wolves, uh, Mohicans, uh, there's another one, Last Samurai. There's a whole bunch of those Waterworld? things. No. No, not that at all. <laughs> you're just saying that because it has Kevin Costner in it. And because it's, it's a bloated shit film. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that your your uh, plot synopsis for Sir James Cameron's Avatar? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Do. Well, that's uh, yeah. You've 
you've put a lot as much effort into that as they did with their pot conveniences in that film. Um, uh, overall, what did you uh, what did you think of Avatar? Um, Joe, this movie made me want to kill myself. <laughs> Please elaborate. Why did it make you want to kill yourself? Well, you might think because the the Navi world is so beautiful and I'll never get to live there, but it's just because this movie sucked. Mm. Can you, uh, ex- you know, expound on, on your point? Th- this is a film that's loved by everyone. This film is like, they're going to put a copy of this in a fucking spaceship and send it out to the fucking other Milky Way. Right. So why why is that? Why are the people making that decision morons for wanting to put this in a time capsule for to hold this on high such regard? Okay. So first of all, I think that um, you know if um, if uh, if Sir Martin Scorsese has a problem with films becoming just theme park rides, he has Avatar to blame for that because I think that this is the first one that basically loses all pretense of films being uh, stories to follow and uh, you're meant to get invested in a character's journey. Because, uh, how's this for you? The characters in this film are nothing but avatars for the audience to inhabit and pretend that they are living in this world. It's just a scenic journey throughout this uh, imaginary world that James Cameron has made up. and. Mm. Uh, there's actually a lot to why people liked this movie so much. I think it has something to do with, um, uh, cause I'm guessing it did mostly well in, um, you know, Western audiences. I think uh, it did well fucking everywhere to be honest. Yeah. Well, cause it, you know, I mean like if it did well in China, it's just because the special effects look so fucking good. And I will say it still looks pretty fucking good. It looks I'm, too I'm, good. For 2009, I was surprised at how good it still looks. Uh, it's, it's honestly pretty incredible. So props there. Um, but yeah, I think it's, this is like a fucking, this is like a, uh, a white guilt night's dream where it's like, they have this, uh, for anyone who has this innate desire to go back to nature and basically break out of their concrete jungle, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like it, it, it kind of momentarily frees you from the monotony of our stupid lives. And you get to fantasize about living in this incredible world, um, which does look like a lot of fun, but I think that's really, it. I think that's the, the sole appeal of this movie is you get to pretend to be a Navi and go, wouldn't it be sick to live in a world that's this beautiful and, you know, we have, um, we have these, uh, you know, desires like deep down within us to, to see a tree that is like a, f- like fucking bigger than 12 skyscrapers and, you know, to, to like go back to nature and also to basically es- escape into, um, a- an exotic fantasy. So y- your, your issue with this more is the ramifications of its cultural relevance. Is that what I'm kind of getting from you here? My issue, my, my issue with it is, is, is personal. I, I mean, <laughs> like I, <laughs> I only like, okay. So I like movies, um, because I like storytelling. Yep. So give me an interesting story that I can follow you know, with like twists and turns and, um, characters that have many layers to them and motivations. And we we get to see, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we get to see these characters, um, suffer consequences for their actions. They get to make mistakes. They get to learn lessons and they've changed by the end of it or they haven't. And that is sometimes, uh, just as significant as the change in itself, but something like that's that to me, is what is is when cinema is at its best mm. when you're showing me something deeply flawed in humans yep this is so basic on the surface bullshit there is not a single human in this fucking movie everyone is just an offensive stereotype and i don't an mean avatar offensive. if you will yeah they're just like they're nothing people. They have no motivation. They have, they have nothing to them. There's mm. nothing contradicting within them. 
there's just our main character is just some jarhead and his mm. journey is um he he learns that the navi are cool because he's and because but not from any lesson that comes from within him it's just because wow this this place is so beautiful and they so cool and then everyone else is just like Sigourney Weaver's character is, uh, I'm a scientist. I'm interested in science. I, I like- found I found myself with the plot of this film. Like I'm creating these connections and this understanding of the film. And I, and I looked at myself and I, and I thought, wait a second, I'm only making these assumptions and having these understandings because this is a story that has been told so many fucking times before that I have an automatic response and an automatic predisposition to to kind of understand what's going on. Not because yeah. of the film itself, just because I've seen Star Wars before. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this film actually thing- made me not like Star Wars anymore. <laughs> Isn't that fucked up? I watched this and all I was thinking about was how much how close the original Star Wars is to this film. Well, I'm and surprised, it, it I'm surprised to me. hear that you even liked Star Wars at all anymore. So oh, God, the, yeah. Well, it's, funny is- that, it's funny that the prequels plus the sequel trilogy and the spinoffs didn't destroy Star Wars for you. What finally put the nail in the coffin is Avatar. It is, yeah. Another series of uh, another fucking film that's completely unrelated. No, I, I watched this and I remember quite... Well, okay, uh, quick. Uh, I want to backtrack quickly. What did you think of this film when you saw it in the cinema? I didn't like it. When you I first like saw it, it I didn't like... I, I saw it in 3D and I only yep. went and saw it once. Yeah. And um, I came out going like, um, okay, well, it was fine, I guess. It was kind of so you you left kind of, kind of a bit um, meh. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I was meh, and if anything, I was like, it's kind of neat. I am convinced that the marketing for this film brainwashed me into thinking I liked it when I saw it. Right. I'm pretty sure because I remember walking in on the fucking premiere in my small hometown theater. The whole theater was packed. I was sitting in the bottom left corner. I got a kink in my neck from watching the screen, mm. and I remember leaving, being like, "Oh my god, that was amazing," and over the course of what 10 years or whenever this fucking film came out mm. wait what 15 years what when wait when did this come out 12 years 2009. ago 2009 so um, 11 years 11 years um i've slowly forgot almost everything about it except for just convenient plot points and i'm and i'm watching the film and it's not me remembering what happens it's me watching something play out that is so predictable that mm. before anything Anything happens into the film. After the first 20 minutes where they just exposition dump, literally every line of dialogue for the fir- at least the first 20 minutes is pure exposition, lazy exposition, yep. no, surface level. Not They're not even trying to hide it. It's just, we are on the planet Pandora. We are mm-hmm. uh, uh, avatars. Yeah, no, exactly. uh. He's not even trying to hide it. But yep. that's the thing where I can't fault James Cameron because it is on purpose. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's still lazy to me. And then, and then it's, we proceed to get like into it's, a it's story. Lazy. It's just, it's just, I don't think it's lazy. It's just, he's not, he's doing exactly what needs to be done yeah. in that department. I think James Cameron, who I do think is kind of a genius. I don't think he's like a filmmaker genius. He's but a I producer. He's fully like in tune with, uh, the average person i can't wait exactly- for avatar 2 to make a quarter of the budget that this uh, of the box office that this made i'm so excited for that oh yeah yeah yeah, to yeah first sure. the bubble of that opinion that not nothing he touches can be shit no no, um, no i don't think that it's i don't think that i just think that he knows exactly what what the average person wants at at the time do people want avatar 2 uh, no, but I think people will rock up. You know what? Actually, at the moment, yeah, people need Avatar 2 right now. Interesting, yeah. Because think about when this film came out, 2009. What happened yeah. in 2008, 2009? Huge GFC. financial crisis. So what did people need more than anything at that time? Escapism. And he gave them the most over-the-top, like, just wank escapism which is like this fluoro pixie dreamland. Oh, if we could all just go back to nature, escapism bullshit. 
And right now, Avatar 2 is like, that shit comes out next year. It's making $2 billion. Avatar 3 and 4 and 5 is not going to make that Maybe not. Much. You know what? You're fucking so right. And I hate you. Because hate James Cameron, man, because he's like the he's like the idiot whisperer. He knows exactly what. So there's, you know, I'm from Western Sydney, so I know a lot of like dumb average people who yeah. don't, you know, they, they, you know, I love these people. They're fine, but they don't appreciate uh, nuance. Yeah. And those cunts went and saw this shit like five times when it came out. <laughs> My God. Yeah, right. So that's his target audience, and he knows exactly what those people want, which yeah. is why I'm saying I do not fault James Cameron for his lack of nuance in this case, because I think he was deliberately, uh, obf- I can't think of a smart word. He's not doing it on purpose. He's like just hammering the basics down your throat. Be like, this is the universe, this is the situation, making it as basic and easy as possible just so that you can strap in, get on board, and you understand what's happening by the time they're flying around on dinosaurs. But this and film you, and you is so fucking predictable. There is nothing in this film that was at because all dumb people groundbreaking. Like predictability. They like to know exactly what they're going to get. But at the same time, they 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 do want to see something different. So yeah. you show them something different, something exotic, but you present it in a familiar context. Right. So, so again, like, but again, the first 20 minutes of this- Basically like just- putting them in a bubble so that they feel safe and then showing them something really cool and so that they're enthralled, but they feel safe the whole time. Uh, the exposition is a seatbelt and a capsule, and then the rest of the shit, they can feel safe. Being like, whoa, look at the exotic animals. These these graphics are so good. Yeah, so I, I do, that's why I have a hard time saying that this film sucks, because it nails it exactly what he was trying to do. He fucking nailed it. But I do not respect or appreciate what he is doing here just because well in that same regard you, you'd have to say michael bay is successful at what he does because he knows what he's doing and his and audience I do, like that I, sort and, of thing and i do say that like yeah. i i respect michael bay way more than some fucking loser like jj abrams who's trying to be something different than what he is mm. michael bay knows exactly what he's doing but he's not as self-aware or as smart as james cameron he's i think like, kind of one of the dumb guys. I think James Cameron is a smart dude who is just uh, in tune with idiots. Do you think, or, okay, do you think Avatar changed the world? Yeah. In what way? I don't think you'd have the state of cinema. Like, okay, so okay. that's, I, I, that's think I, know, I think I know where you're going with this. I don't I'm going to backtrack a little bit. I don't think you'd bit. have, so like Martin Scorsese's thing where he's like, films are just theme park rides now. That could still have happened, but just someone else yep. did it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna backtrack Avatar a little bit here, Dane. Gates for that. I'm gonna backtrack here a little bit. Do you think Avatar changed the world in a humanitarian way? No, I think it made it worse. Do you think that James Cameron, in some way, believes it did? Yes. Sorry. Do you think James Cameron, in some way, believes it did? No. You don't think so? No. Okay. I don't know. Every, uh, maybe, every time I see him. Thinks, maybe he does think that. Uh, no, actually, maybe he does. I can see him thinking that he has got people more in tune with their love for the environment. I I think he, he has some form of, uh, you know, mentality or perspective of that. I don't know. Every time I see him or hear him talk... He is really talking about the, I hear him talking more about the environment and the planet than he is with a film like this. But then I look at a film like this and all I see is millions upon, oh, sorry, billions of dollars just going to fucking Fox. You know, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing him talk about how proceeds of this film are going to fucking, um, you know, the World Wildlife Foundation or anything yeah. like that. No, it's I think, literally it's, I think just... it's more about making people aware of how important the environment is. And, and you know, if anything, maybe Avatar did sort of allow people to let their 
you know, inner environmental awareness come to the surface? Maybe, mm. but like, who gives a shit? Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I think, I think maybe for the fleeting minutes as they're getting into their fucking hatchback on their way home, they might have pondered it. But by the time they're at home in bed fucking, they're not yeah, thinking think about it, the environment. I don't think it makes a difference. I think it just makes a difference in, in how people talk, which doesn't m mean shit. That means yeah. it's the opposite. The more people talk, the less is getting fucking done, you know? And, and, because, and that's because people think that they've done their worth. You know, yeah. they think but by talking about these things that, oh, they're contributing, but then they're doing nothing but giving money to another rich person. Yeah, no, um, I think let's, all, let's... That, all, that's, all that's really happened is that um, he's, he's, uh, he's cashed in on, 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 uh, on people's um, innate desire to go back to nature. Right. Well, we've kind of, we've kind of gone on a bit useful. of a a bit of a tangent about morals and ethics and our global perspective, which I've loved. It's great. It's kind let's, of what this film's about though. Yeah. Really. It's, I, I, I personally want to kind of just bring attention to some actual aspects of the film that really kind of did my fucking head in mm -hmm. before we get too lost in, um, just yeah. ripping on James Cameron as a human being who I think for who he is, and what he is probably doing a lot of humanitarian things. So I feel like there are a lot worse people for us to be, um, that we have the ability to, to rip on, yeah. you know, but, um, I don't know. It's, it, I could find him a bit of a hypocrite. So, you know, aliens, right. Mm -hmm. And you know how that film is kind of like a, um, uh, a weird allegory for the Vietnam war. Mm -hmm. I couldn't stop thinking about this while watching this film. Okay. Because it's so similar, but also the way he portrayed the Vietnamese in Alien are these fucked up little monster things. <laughs> and now he's making a movie about pretty much the same thing, but it's like romanticized and like just the complete opposite. It, what the fuck? Like, did, did, yeah, well, did, I didn't, has he I didn't grown see, or something? Or? Uh, well, I didn't see um the navi to be arabs i don't think he's referencing the the most modern war no i think i think um i think this is more about uh uh well you know it's more colonialism yeah it's more criticism of corporate america which is a product of colonialism so yeah mm. it's i mean you know, it's really fucking hard to miss the, how the Navi are meant to be native Americans. Mm. I, I, I don't know. So like, much so that I was, I was waiting for some fucking character to, to talk to that corporate guy and be like, Hey man, like, isn't this a bit like when, you know, the, the British fucked up the native Americans. And did you think that was good? That's too on the nose. Oh, that's two on the nose for, for this Avatar. film. That's uh, two I, on the nose for Avatar. What it would have been perfect. Have you uh, have you noticed all the really shitty, lazy naming things that this film did? Yeah, Unobtainium. Unobtainium's one. Yeah. The planet that they're on is called Pandora, right? Which is Pandora's box, which is the thing you're not meant to open, right? And the thing mm. they're fucking with. But yeah. then I'm watching it and I noticed the Navi, right? Mm -hmm. That's an that's pretty much almost an anagram for native yeah yeah it's again so it's, he's lazy. not he's not he's not being lazy he's deliberately making it simple and easy to understand so wait what you're saying is you think that what he's doing is he's masking it a little bit so that there's a certain amount of people that feel smart for noticing these things uh, i don't think there's anyone who feels smart for noticing guaranteed that. there is Okay, but then they're particularly dumb. So basically what he gets is most people just understand it. Basic, he just doesn't want anyone to not uh, understand. This film so is that this, impossible this not to... This cannot possibly go over anyone's head. No, it can't. Like, even the, even the theme, it's just so... It's, you, you, I knew, we knew what the theme of this was before we saw the fucking film. Yeah. You look exactly. at the poster and you know what the fucking yeah, theme of the film is. Yeah, he wants to make it very on the nose. Nobody, not yeah. even the dumbest man on earth, cannot understand what this is about. And that's done on purpose. 
I have to Did give James him credit. Cameron, James, yeah, well, that's the thing is it's like, that's why I called him like the idiot whisperer. Like he knows exactly how to communicate to the, to the general public, mm. which is why this movie made $2 billion. Almost because 3 billion, dude. Yeah. Cause no one is going to be like, I didn't get it, you know? Yeah. And, and, <laughs> all, and, and the worst that's going to happen is that two fucking pretentious dickheads like you and me are still going to go see it, but then yeah. come out and be like, mm, lacking in nuance. And that's it. And he doesn't yeah. give a fuck. I think we're the bad guy here. Yeah. We're, we're the bad the, guys. We're the, yeah, I'm the army general and you're the corporate guy. Mm, God. Um, <laughs> so, uh, by the way, how funny is, some, is the army guy? That's I was just, just going to ask, what are some like he's narrative like, or story oversights that annoyed you in this film? Oh, well, like the whole thing, just because I found it boring. Like special effects don't interest me. Like, no, like I can still watch Jaws and I don't give a fuck that the shark looks fake you know mm. and i'm never i'm never impressed by special effects at all mm. so I'm, I'm i'm impressed by practical effects yeah practical effects you know? are cool just because i understand the work that goes into them and it's cool yeah. how they manage to pull that off mm. um and i mean like you know with this film i was like wow man i'm surprised that this still like looks really good mm. uh, and that's about it uh and then everything else the acting is bad like even sigourney weaver is is crap in this she's she's passable but that's because yeah but the film is passable yeah, in terms of its narrative she's being passable but she's a great actress yeah that's true so that's, that's how true. that's how crap this is like everyone in it is bad sam worthington is fucked up dog shit i hate that i I, I think i've so decided bad. after watching this that i prefer jai courtney now <laughs> i prefer jai courtney to sam worthington i'm gonna say it it's on the record right because um, he's um you know at least he's laughably bad yeah i can enjoy i can enjoy watching him be a fucking make a fool of himself yeah but this guy in this film it's so serious and it's so yeah because sam worthington it's like he's 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 kind of like almost there mm. it's like oh come on man you can't even get the fucking accent right it he's a, he's a he's an australian i know he's australian you can tell he's australian because half the time he has an australian accent i know but like i don't think he's meant to be australian i think that they imply that he's a part of the american army like yeah, he's, he's meant a jarhead to, he's meant shit. to be american in this film they, they, he can't, he just, it's like, I'm hearing the narration and it's like, we were on Pandora. <laughs> we were ta- trying to convince the Navi. I'm like, what? <laughs> Dude, like, just try, just fucking try, man. Crikey, just you can't play with sticks. You guys play with sticks. No, um, you, you were, you mentioned it quickly be- uh, before, but like how absolutely unmotivated was the villain in this film? Yeah, that's meant to be. What was his fucking go? What was what was his motivation? Yeah, nothing. But he's like everyone else, where he's just like an action figure of a stereotype. Where it's just like I offered you twenty dollars if you could if you could fucking. I offered you twenty dollars if you could uh, give me tell me his motivation. Um, Now's your chance. No, just follow the rules. War. But he doesn't even do that. War like he kind of his, like he he likes war. He just wants to shoot his guns and 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 be in a war. That's not enough. That's not a good enough reason. No, to... it's not. But again, any character development or any layers to any character would get in the way of what this film is really trying to do, and it's mm. meant to just take you on a ride and put you in a fantasy where you're then that's why I think he has Sam Worthington because again, like these are, you know, modern day blockbusters where the characters are deliberately generic and, and base so that you can embody them and pretend that you are them. So you're saying that Sam Worthington is the avatar for the audience. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're meant to that's why he's just <laughs> he's this is this like washover, you know, like white bread. You know, like above average looks, 
no personality so that personality doesn't get in the way so that the audience can basically embody this character and go on that journey and become part of the Navi and live this fantasy. And then that's, that's the movie. That's the point of it. And that's what it is. So anything else outside of that is irrelevant and it's deliberately irrelevant. That's what this film is meant to be. Were you at any point during this film surprised by anything? No, of course not. (laughs) One, I'd seen it before. I saw it when it came out, but I'd never watched it again, obviously, because it's hype. Okay. I'll I'll rephrase. Hypothetically, if this was the first time you watched it, would you have been surprised by anything? No, no, no. You just, all you have is like a few moments where you're like, wow, that looks cool. That's yeah. That's fucking, that's not good enough. That's not good enough at all. Well, Anyway. I mean, it's good enough for most people. So, what are your um, what are your closing thoughts on this film? Um, I hope he tries to do something different with Avatar Two because I am honestly fucking sick to death of films that are just meant to be uh, an embodiment journey, an escapism factory. Like, please give me something worth getting invested in because I do not give a shit that you filmed four fucking new Avatar movies and they're underwater. Are they all underwater? Yeah, they developed like new technology to film scenes underwater. So they have new motion capture technology to do underwater. Because, you know, James Cameron loves going underwater so he loves the ocean he's done docos and shit about yeah and i'm sure crap. that's the only reason that the avatar sequels take place underwater is so that he can you know use the budget to build himself a new submarine <laughs> um for me personally i can i can only observe this film like using an, an analogy used before in a bubble I'm in my weird world perspective and I, you know, if I'm outside of that and I look at this film, I can see why it's so successful. I can see why it has good reception, why people love it. But in my own little world, I can't stand it because every, for a movie that has had so much effort into it, for a movie that is so, quotes, air quotes here, well made, um, it's so poorly done, you know, there's, it's just so lazy. Like I, I can't believe I'm calling Avatar a lazy film. I shouldn't be able to call a film like this lazy. What the hell? So, um, I now give you the responsibility of uh, giving us the plot description for Piranha 2, The Spawning. It's Jaws. Okay, no, I'll do it for real. Um, So, on a a small small town uh, by the beach... um, there's a there's there's about to be a big event happening um and uh at the same time there's some uh deadly piranhas coming into the beach and um and they 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 ignore all the warnings of the piranhas attacking people so that they can go ahead with their big event uh but then at the end the sheriff saves the day but the big event goes ahead and there are many deaths i guess that's the best we can do and i think it's insulting that you compare this movie to jaws because it's jaws 2 get it right this Uh, is jaws 2 it is kind of yeah it is jaws 2 you know um how did you uh how did you find watching this film uh you know i kept dipping in and out of thinking that i almost like it and then in the end i didn't it, I think this film, almost as much as uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown, just wanted to be porn. Yeah, it's it's it, it it's almost trashy, but it's not trashy enough. It's it's too competent to be trashy, but it's too trashy to be overall competent. It's, this is what happens when someone like this... James Cameron directs a fucking C movie. You know what I was thinking is that the thing that really holds this film back is that James Cameron was involved because you can tell that he was involved because it's it's pretty competent Mm. but it doesn't have a big enough budget or a good enough script 
for it to be enjoyable. So it falls in this middle ground, which is just pleases nobody. So overall, yeah. I found it to be kind of a dull movie. Yeah. I honestly, it was potting for most of it. Nothing really happened except for almost pornographic scenes. Yeah. The acting of, was really shit. A lot of titties. A lot of titties. A lot of like hairy chested men. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everyone, everyone when this film was being being made had just hair everywhere, apparently. Yeah. So the film opens uh, more near the beginning. There's um, uh, these two, these two young frisky people and they, they dive underwater and um, they are wearing s- snorkels. But the woman is wearing no clothes and the hairy chested man is wearing only speedos. And then she cuts off his speedos with a huge hunting knife for some reason. While they're underwater, they take their snorkels off and they start making out. Um, You see her boobs a lot and butt and then um, and then they get attacked by the piranhas. That's. Easily the most entertaining scene in the film. I thought I was that, excited. I when thought I saw that this. we were going to be in for a real fucking trash fest, but it only gets more normal from there. It it grinds to a stinking halt for the next half an hour of a film that I'm pretty sure barely goes an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. The next big section of it is so pointless and boring, and all I'm all I'm waiting for is the famous flying fish that I heard about when I was reading about this film, that this film has fish that fly and eat people. Yeah, the piranhas that's all I have wanted. wings. Yeah. But that's, that's all I not, wanted to see, you know? Yeah, but you you barely see them. They look you more know? like they're jumping out of the water. I know. I was paying the... I paid the price that we all pay sometimes when we, when we want to watch something that sounds really shit, you know? That there's a film out there called The Sinful Nuns of St. Valentine, right? And you think it's going to be some weird sex fucking priest, a uh, sin fucking titty fest nun film, right? And, yeah. you know, and I put it on and it's really boring. And yep. it's and it's not that. And, you know, I feel ripped off. I want my money back. And I kind of wanted my money back with Piranha 2 because I didn't get an entertaining enough C-grade film. This isn't a B movie. This is a C film. Yeah, it's not. So why the Piranha... 3D, which I don't know if that was meant to be a sequel to this. I haven't seen... This is the first of any of them that I've seen. I haven't seen the original. I haven't seen the remakes. Oh, okay. So, Piranha 3D is what this movie should be. It's right. just It's just trashy. Um, is it good? Yeah. Really enjoyable. Okay. Really enjoyable. Don't watch Piranha 3 Double D. That's shit. Um, Why is that one shit and the first one good? It just takes it way too far and it's lazy about it. Does someone have shotgun legs in, in one of them? No, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Uh, but Piranha 3D is good. I don't know if that's meant to be a sequel to this one. Who cares? But Piranha 2, I feel like what was supposed to happen with this movie was it was meant to be trashy. Um, right. But maybe, and this is just me speculating, obviously, Maybe James Cameron pulled it, pulled it away from there and, and treated it more seriously, like a real film. Um, and, and you can tell that there's, there's, it is, it is quite competent with, with how, how it chugs along in the same way that, that Jaws does, but Jaws too. No, I mean like the original (laughs) Jaws where, where it was good, where you don't see the shark for ages. Um, and then it's a huge payoff by the end, but we, but what we're doing is we're developing these characters and then Mm. it all, and then not only does it all, and and also building up the shark and then not only does it pay off with what you finally get to see the shark, that's a huge payoff, but also once all these characters converge and they're all stuck on a boat together and how their personalities clash, Mm. that's a huge payoff. In this one, we spend a lot of time building up like heaps of characters um, and then by the end of it, when the piranhas attack, there's no payoff, there's no personality clash, and the piranhas look like shit. They're all just close up, like really close up of the piranhas, like close up of teeth, 
uh, and then just like close-ups of, of blood. And then there's a few lazy effects of like a bloody skull or something. And there's like blood on the window and a woman being like, oh no, the piranhas can, can I Can I ask you, Dane? Yeah. Do you, how does this film end? Uh, oh, uh, the sheriff explodes the piranhas and then they climb onto the boat and then it just ends. Yeah. Cause I remember I they, a- just, they just like, ex- like explode the piranhas, but I don't understand how that got all of them. The, the reason I ask is because during watching this film, I started having a really intense existential crisis and just woke up and I was, and it was the credits. So like I was staring at the screen, but for the last 10, 15 minutes, I, I don't know where I went. Yeah. So I was the, somewhere else, the piranhas at the end that what we're all leading up to is they're having the, the big event, which is called the spawning, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the piranhas all come on to the beach and they, they, they jump out and they're flying piranhas. Uh, doesn't it's no, it's, Imagine flying piranhas and how cool that is in your head. Okay. And Mm. now imagine the lamest version of that. And that's what it is. Mm. Uh, You don't even, you don't see anything. You just have like quick close-ups of, of someone has thrown a prop fish through the air. And then there's a close-up of teeth and then a close-up of a guy's face going, ah, and then there's blood. Um, Mm. And everyone running around being like, ah, and apparently the only thing about this film that James Cameron's proud of is the flying fish effect. Apparently he thought it was pretty cool and that right. they did a good job. Well, and I have a feeling he's, he's being ironic because it's not, I have a feeling he's joking because he, it's he not must good because it's dumb. Like the it's, flying fish effect is nothing. There's no flying fish in it. It's yeah. It all just looks terrible. I, the, it, do you, What's the environmental message of this film? Because it's a James Cameron movie. It's set in the ocean. What's the environmental message of Piranha 2, The Spawning? Yeah, well, uh, respect nature or or it'll bite back. Oh, my God. It's so, it's just, it's so lazy and shit. It's it's actually, you know what? It's not lazy. I, I think I can tell that they were having fun and he was trying to make this something and I don't know. I think he. I think he just had his um, eggs in the wrong basket with this one. Should have put a bit more effort into it being campy. Yeah, he should have. Of... He should have had more fun making it. I get the idea that he was trying to. He was taking it more seriously than anyone else. It, it was. Um. It was quite. It's quite interesting now in retrospect. The thing that I liked about the movie the most was um. What's his name? The actor Lance, uh, Henriksen, the guy that plays like Bishop in Aliens. Yeah, he's um, the sheriff. I liked him, and I liked watching him. He was kind of keeping me involved in the film. Yeah, because he has like a you know a natural charisma. Yeah, he so has he's presence. He's a star. He's not a. He's not like a star, but he's like a character actor that I know. So that yeah. made it easier. But now, in retrospect, after talking about it and thinking about why I didn't like this film and why I never want to even consider watching it again, it's it probably would have been better with just you know a Sam Worthington. You know what I mean? Like a yeah. like a nobody because him being competent pull is one of the reasons that this film was pulled in probably different directions. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's the whole thing. It falls it falls in this um in this really uncomfortable space mm. of um too good to be, you know, shit funny and too shit to be considered good. So it's just kind of boring just feels like you you know you're just watching a not a soap opera but uh you know what just a classic bad movie just a Mm. nothing film and i don't know if there is there might be but i hope not that there's some fucking movie buffs out there who are like actually you know what james cameron's best film is Piranha 2, his directorial debut. It's See, actually really good. Because I am kind of a bit bored of this fucking film and I don't really have much to say about it, to be honest. I don't know if you do. But <laughs> I'm going to go and try and have a look and see if I can find a good review of this film. No, I, it's it's like... 
it, the, the only redeeming qualities it has is, 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 is it's surprising competence. Um, yeah. All the dialogue scenes are strung together quite well in that if you didn't even know who directed it, I would be thinking, well, whoever's directed this has some real talent and I hope he goes on to do some other shit. Yeah. Because it's well, not- Well, he did. He yeah. made Terminator next, I'm pretty <laughs> he made sure. fucking Avatar. You see what yeah. happens? Now, hey, we got to give him props for like Terminator and aliens and shit. Okay, so I haven't read this before. I just found it here, and I'd uh, I, I'd like to I'd like to give Joan Joan Wickerson a bit of a shout out on our show. So, are you are you ready to hear a ten out of ten review for uh, Piranhas Two? Yes. Okay. Sure, it's not the best movie ever made, but they don't do this kind of movie anymore. It has a bit of that early 80s charm over it. And Lance Henriksen is never bad in a movie. Sure, the script blows, but what a hell. It's entertaining as hell. And the effects look very cheesy at sometimes, mostly on the flying piranha effect. They look darn ugly. It had been Better if the fishes stayed in the sea, smiley face. Those effects worked better. The music sounded like some Italian giallo film. Maybe the reason for what was that the producer was Italian. I've got the DVD version of the film and it looks pretty good in widescreen. Some scenes I wish they would have cut out, like some of the more comic characters in a movie like this that aims for a serious story don't need unrealistic comic relief. Like the scenes when they chant, we want fish. What did the script market markers think? If this was a comedy, it would have been a blast, but not when it's going to be a horror movie. But if you ignore all the flaws in the movie and just see it for what <laughs> for what it is, it's pretty okay. A it's forgettable, perfect. Ten out of a forget, ten. A forgettable little horror flick from that early eighties. Uh, <laughs> ten out of ten stars. <laughs> How is that a 10 out of 10 review? He's literally talking the whole time about how it fucking sucks, how everything about it's shit, how it's point is to, it's like being too environmental when it's trying to yeah. be fucking campy. So, and then he gives it 10 out of 10. Is, is this, is this like the kind of people that like write reviews? In a movie called Piranha, the Piranha effects look like shit and the rest of it's boring. But uh, if you ignore all the flaws, 10 out if of you 10. Ignore the, if you ignore the film and look at the poster, 10 out of 10. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Sorry. There, uh, is a, there is a good bit uh, that I enjoyed. Which what, is, the handicapped person being picked on by the attractive chicks? Yeah, that, <laughs> no, no. Uh, the bit where the uh, sheriff is flying the helicopter over to the people who are stranded in the water. Yeah. And then he jumps out of the helicopter to save them. He's like, I'll come get you. And he, he's flying the helicopter. It's one yeah. dude in the helicopter. And he's like, I'll come save you. He jumps out of the helicopter into the water and lets the helicopter crash in the water and it explodes on impact in the water. I thought I was asleep when that happened because I didn't understand what was going on. Yeah, that that was the one bit in the film that I was like, yes. The whole movie should have taken that as inspiration for what the rest of it should have been like. Do you think the producers... Do you think the producers were like, okay, James, we'll let you direct this film. The one catch is you can't cut the scene where it crashes the helicopter. We need that scene in the film. I can tell you that um, I read that. uh, Well, I didn't read. A friend told me because I don't do any research. But uh, my friend um, uh, was was researching the movie when I was talking to him about it. And he said that uh, the flying fish was an idea by a Warner Brothers executive. No fucking way. And so if an executive has an idea, it has to be in the film. Yeah, and this that's reminds why, me of the That's why we got flying piranhas. This reminds me of the fucking spider story for Superman Lives. Have you heard that one? Oh yeah, that there has to be like a giant spider. A Superman giant... has to beat a giant spider. Yeah, and then it ends up he finally gets it done in um Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West. That's so funny. Yeah. I love, I love that like movie studio executives are just kids. Yeah. They, well, they, I think, I think they're, they just need to know that what they're getting, that they're getting what they, um, 
what they want. They need to know that they have, uh, you know, omnipotent control over everything. Yeah, but they clearly have stupid ideas. Like they just sit back and they're like, hey, you know what would be cool? Uh, a giant spider. Hey, f what about flying fish? But they have the power to, for the people who have to make that a reality, they have the power to be like, no, do it, mm. which is amazing. Like I hate them to death and I hope they get COVID, but I would, I would do exactly the same if I was in that position and I would lose all creative ability that I have. And I'd just be reduced to being like, Hey, um, what about space apes? Can we make, can we put that in the film? <laughs> make it happen or you don't get paid. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm happy to know that he went on to bigger and better things cause he is responsible some, for some pretty cool films. You know? uh, my favorite movies growing up, Terminator and Aliens. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I was a Terminator Two kid. I fucking mm. love that film. I think I, I think I ruined my video version of it from watching it too many times. Yeah, it's a fucking lit film. It's just really super you know, fucking badass. Uh, Term you know? Terminator Two was the first movie that introduced me to the idea of a sequel. Mm. I remember I was in kindergarten and um, my mum picked me up. And she's like, I got a surprise for you. And I was like, oh, what? And then she, uh, she hands me a VHS and I'm holding it in my hands and it's Arnold Schwarzenegger on a bike. And I'm like, this is Terminator. And I see it says Terminator. I'm like Terminator 2, because I love Terminator. That was my yeah. favorite movie. Yeah. And um, I'm like Terminator 2, Judgment, Terminator 2. What is this? What is this? She's like, it's the second one. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, they, they, it's a, it's a follow on from the story. It continues. And I was like, they could do that. What? And, uh, yeah, fuck. I watched it over and over again. And I was like, this is sick. I, I have a confession to make. Mm. I, um, I saw Terminator two before I saw Terminator one. Really? That must be yeah. weird. My, um, well, not really. Um, I, I kind of had the gaps filled into me by my cousin. He kind of said he was an evil robot sent to kill. And now it's, you know, yeah, I, I think now I think, they're doing it again. Yeah. They're now they're doing it again. I wasn't allowed to see Terminator one. Um, originally my mum's pretty, was pretty relaxed with films, mm. but I think there were some films that scared her that because they scared her, I wasn't allowed to watch them. So because, because, yeah, because, because, um, Terminator scared her, it right. was one of the few films with the exorcist and I think fatal instinct were the movies that I wasn't allowed to watch for a little while. So right. I saw Terminator two. I'm like, this is cool. You know, awesome. And then in the back of my brain, when I'm watching the Terminator, when I'm a little mm. older, I was really uncomfortable by it because the tone of the movie is very different yeah see my parents didn't give a shit um my mum didn't want me watching anything misogynistic so i couldn't watch species or anything right but she that, was that like, movie's a sex fest that's why that film exists yeah and she's like no i don't i don't like the way that they treat women in this and, you know respect but you know um, that's a fair enough reason yeah my mum's a feminist which is cool but um so my which is why i'm so on the level <laughs> um yeah uh, but my dad didn't give a fuck. Like I remember he was watching scream and I was like, and it had just came out. It was like mm. a day one release at the video rental place. I don't even, I think it was even like a, um, the family owned video rental place still back then. Yeah. And it had just come out and, um, he was watching it and I was sitting on the chair next to him and there was like this horrific, murder scene happening with girls screaming and blood everywhere and i was just sitting there watching it and he turns to me and he goes should you be watching this and i go yeah and he's like all right so <laughs> i could just watch like whatever you want shit. Yeah. yeah i guess that's why i'm so well put together yeah. now you know yeah no it, it got to a point where i was allowed to watch whatever i want but there was a, there was a period when i was like seven and eight that i wasn't allowed to watch you know terminator yeah. and stuff but i was i i feel weird when i tell people that i, I saw i think i saw uh pulp fiction when i was 10 yeah you know that's a bit weird right i don't know yeah like my parents let me watch anything but it's like i sort of uh 
you know, I remember um, in the Terminator scene where he's like cutting his eye out and shit. Mm. I I like jumped up and screamed and like ran behind the couch and was peeking over and I'm like, ah! my dad's like, calm down. It's not real. But yeah. I didn't understand the difference between reality and fiction then. Cause I was a kid. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm looking at it on the screen. What do you mean? It's not real. And my dad's trying to describe like practical effects to me, mm. Mm. Um, which I, you know, then understood. So I would, I maybe don't let your kids watch R rated films when they're six, but also let do them it. watch them before they're 18. Yeah, definitely. I, that's a, it's rating systems are fucking stupid and I don't really have the time or energy to go into it right now because mm. I'll be talking for hours. Um, so constant bullshit. So at the, um, at the uh, end of the day, how many farts are you going to give Avatar, sorry, Sir James Cameron's Avatar and Sir James Cameron's Piranhas to this morning? What are, how many farts are you going to give these two films? Um, look, Avatar, I, you know, I have to give some for what it's trying to do i have to give a certain level of respect for what james cameron could accomplish i think he had a vision in his head and i think he achieved it and i have to give props to the work that he put into it Mm. so james cameron himself i don't i haven't lost any respect for i don't think that he did a bad job or that he's bad or that he lost his way i just think he's now doing shit that i'm not into but, mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it a five, five farts for Avatar for me. Um, yeah. And uh, Piranha 2 gets a two farts because uh, I wish it was more fun. And, it, you know, part of me still thinks that it should be. And maybe I'm wrong, but it's just boring. It's just a boring crap film. Uh, very disappointing. And uh, two, two farts for me. The redeeming features of the film at the end were almost a detriment to the enjoyment of the film. Um, for me, uh, I have to give a slight bit more respect to Avatar because of even things you've said, the kind of what it kind of did to people and how he is the idiot whisperer. I'm going to have to give him six out of ten farts just because this guy's a magician, man. Like he, he's doing some crazy shit that I've never seen before. Um, and piranhas to the spawning, I think, yeah, like one fart, you know, like, I don't think I can give it more than one fart. It's quite bad. eh? it's pretty bad. We have, we obviously hated it. We've, we've, we've spent half an hour most of the time talking about shit that has nothing to do with piranha because it's, Mm. it's really boring. Don't watch it. There's a, there's part of me that tries to like, you know, me being a a bit of a producer, try and weigh the show in an even way. So we're kind of talking about them both equally. I was, you know, I don't give a fuck. Like what, what is there to really say about Piranha 2 this morning? Not much. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, So I think it's my turn to pick what we watch this time. Um, I don't know if you remember, but I gave you three options last night when we were talking do you remember what those three options were yeah something wholesome something Something wholesome something something, foreign or something a little different uh which of the three would you like to choose something foreign something foreign okay uh i would like us to watch the best and the worst of nicholas winding reference the pusher trilogy oh fuck (laughs) what Oh, nothing. That sounds cool. It's just, I, I thought if I said something foreign, you were going to give me some South Korean films. But, oh, um, what's wrong with that? Do you know the Pusher trilogy? Have you yeah, seen Yeah, I do. Actually, ones? no, it's just, yeah, actually I'm, I'm keen to, I'm going to watch all three of them regardless. Yeah, um, you should, you should watch all three. Cause I've kind of already had a look at the math and, um, uh, I'm not going to say now cause I, I do need to double check it, but it look, it looks like we're going to be watching one and two. Okay. Um, one has the lowest reviews, but it's still pretty good. 
Mm. Like it's quite a good film, but it's the weakest of the three. And two is universally the best one of the three. So if you have the chance to watch the third one, um, yeah. I'll do the same and we can talk about all three. No, actually super keen. I'm just going to watch the Pusher trilogy, man. Yeah. Oh, thanks. There's so much made up for my fucking backfiring of James Cameron where I had to watch two shit films. Well, you kind of shot us both in the foot. Like <laughs> I've, I've never heard of anyone watching movies in 10 minute chunks before, which apparently you did. Yeah. To, I watch, to deal I, with i actually watch uh I, a lot of the films that we watch for this in chunks because most of the time if a movie does not have me by the first 25 minutes i'm like next so is it is, are you just a like a victim of like the 21st century has been staring at your phone and watching tiktok videos ruined you for the magic of cinema uh yeah i have yeah i have add for sure like yeah. i can't just fucking sit there and i can sit there and watch a movie that's really good but like because i can sit there from start to finish and watch no country for old men like over and over and over again well like we watched the lighthouse recently yeah. and i was happy to sit there the whole time and i wished it kept going we barely fucking talked which is a sign sign of a good film you know yeah, if it's a bad film you might yeah. be putting a bit of banter exactly. in between so but we not, were pretty silent so i stand by that it is not my fault it is the movie's fault keep my attention interesting well if uh if fucking um avatar sir james cameron's avatar can't keep your attention um <laughs> i don't know i think you're the problem I think it's you <laughs> anyway uh thanks for listening we're gonna yeah we're gonna watch the pusher trilogy and um talk next week see you later bye bye Bye-bye.